podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketers Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Celtic State of Minds. I'm Paul John Dykes and Kevin Graham is uh, my comrade today. Uh, I need someone else to support us through this bulletin. Is there any point in looking at the same old, same old from the, the tedium of Celtic Park? Man of the match was Anthony Ralston. Ralston showed Frimpong how to cross the ball and create a chance. That was absolutely dreadful. And we need to ask the question now, Kevin, this has gone far enough. Surely the powers that be who are at Celtic Park can see, just as what we are looking at at the moment, that we have completely obliterated everything we've built up over the last nine years. And this January review, it needs to be completed. It needs to be um, reviewed. And, you know, Celtic fans need updated tomorrow with big, big changes. First change is that Strachan and Neil Lennon you know, and John Kennedy need to relieve of their duties. And that needs to happen now. This is just embarrassing. The brand of Celtic is taking an absolute hammering week after week. That's dreadful, eh? It's been... We, 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 all, we all know that we've said on this podcast. I mean, come on, us podcasts were getting the blame for, listen, for the negativity, Paul. Eh? Anybody watching that today... I'm knowing the pitch. You're knowing the pitch. I actually thought I was getting a positive today when I tried to go back on after uh, the half time bit here. My paradise pass switched off. I missed the first 15 minutes of the second half. I thought somebody up there was looking after me uh, doing that. Look, 
What's actually happened is Neil Lennon's turned up to Celtic Football Club and he's had all the finest ingredients in the world. He's had, they've been fresh. He could have made us top quality steak. He could have made us top quality dinners. We're absolutely going to McDonald's for Happy Meals now. That's that bottom line. That's how far that we've actually. That's how far that we've actually went. It's an utter. It's a mess. It's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. Fair play to Livingston today. Livingston played well. Livingston are a bit like their sponsors, Pasta. Eh? Difficult to tune. Difficult to swallow. Eh? So. <laughs> Listen, let's get serious for a minute, Kevin, right? Um, that was absolutely diabolical. I don't want to give any of the, the young players too much a hard time because, you know what, they've just been thrown right into the mixer here. It's not their fault. Some of the experienced guys out there are a disgrace to Celtic Football Club. They're a disgrace to the jersey. And you know what? I've had it. I, I want Shane Duffy, somehow I want that contract to be terminated. He needs to go back to his parent club. He's absolutely nowhere near good enough for Celtic. Like Saul doesn't know what he's doing. There's no shape. I mean, we played a Livingston team who are fitter, faster, and better organised than Celtic. Now that is, you know, that is outrageous to the extreme, Kevin. That we can't be fit, we can't be organised. We've got no game plan. We have no shape. And yeah, I could rip through that team today. I really could. But our issues are much higher than that. And it comes down to the changes that are required. Now, quite a few messages came in during the game. What was the WhatsApp message? What was the WhatsApp message? Well, what it was is that Dermot Desmond is going to act. And he's going to act before the end of the season. What we are saying now is we can't wait any longer, Kevin. This is at a point where we're beyond critical. We are whimpering our way from one game to the next. And Celtic fans deserve uh, an update. They deserve the results of that review and they deserve change. Now, some of the changes have to make, be made higher up than the manager of the football team. But that's a start. We can't go through the rest of the season. We're only in January. We can't continue to be served up that kind of nonsense that we've seen today on that football park. We don't even know what the game plan is, Kevin. We played today without a striker. This is a shambles at the moment. And it's a shambles that Dermot Desmond now needs to take action and he needs to make these changes. Do you think it will happen? The first change that... Do I think it will happen? Look... If you have a look at it, everything that's happened over the last three, four months, they've always says there's all there's always been circumstances. And again, if Neil Lennon has to go into a Zoom call tonight and try to save his job, he can say this was dreadful circumstances. Well, unfortunately, Neil, it was circumstances of your own doing. It was circumstances of your own making be going to Dubai. Um, it's been circumstances of your own making because the team has been utterly dreadful from since actually since the start of the season. Like, let's not beat about the bush. We haven't had any decent performances this season at, at, at all. Where we are now, um, it's like us. We're getting into a Fiat Punto, and we found out that Fiat Punto hasn't actually got an engine in it now. So we need to actually make a change. We either put a new new engine in the Fiat Punto. Or we actually get a new car. Mate, it's torrential rain and there's no windscreen. It's worse than just not having an engine. You're sitting there in distress. And, you know, it's it's time that the changes were made. 
we had Anthony from four times on a pod after the Rangers game, the first Rangers game, um, saying to a Celtic state of mind that he wanted Neil Lennon sat. He got loads of stick for it. Ferenc Varos, Colin Watt of a Celtic state of mind, he wanted change. At the managerial level, he got loads of stick for it. My tipping point, Pataudry, half time. This has been here all throughout the season. We and it's you know what? It's not just a running bad results. It's poor youth development, which I think we've seen in the last couple of games. That you know we've got players who are not ready to step into the f- the first team. They tried their hardest, Kevin. For me, Ralston was the best player on the park for Celtic. I mean. Would you disagree with that? I actually thought he was the most productive player on the park for Celtic today. He knows how to cross a ball. He knows how to hit a byline. Some basics that Jeremy Frimpong not yet has has managed to to get control of. So the youth development's an issue. The recruitment's an issue. The the whole managerial setup. The fact that you know we don't do tactics. Celtic don't know what the tactics are. The players are not fit. Um, at the end of that game. I would have been less surprised if Livingston scored what would have been the winning goal than Celtic. We used to pride ourselves, Kevin, on being a team that would score in the dying minutes of the game. Some of the most famous victories that we've ever had. We're nowhere near that now. So, yeah, there's so many um, changes required at Celtic, but we need to salvage something. Now, even if that um, salvage is salvaging next season, we need, to, we need to start making changes now. Because we... we on this form, aren't even guaranteed to finish second. I know it's a decent result, uh, Ross County actually beating Aberdeen today. Um, look, we were right rotten today. If FA Ambrose didn't have a 50 pence heat, we were losing that game. We are really losing that game. And it was Ralston that lost Ambro- Ambrose, by the way. I think it shows you how far we're falling when Anthony Ralston puts in a steady performance and he's the best player on the park. For us, and that shows you how poor we were today. The buck stops with the manager, the buck stops with the, the coaching staff, and there's no way should the, any of them should be taking the, the team, uh, the Tony Macaroni past the Paradise Arena, or whatever it's called, on Wednesday night. There should be no way that the, any, any of them that are actually in that dugout has gone. Everything we've worked for, everything that's been built over the last nine seasons has now been is now gone. What what would actually like now? Peter Wall coming out with that statement after Dubai was like a man standing outside looking at his house burning down, claiming the insurance, then then phoning the fire brigade. The house is gone. It's completely burnt. It's got it's burnt to the floor. We need change, and we need it sooner rather than later. We can't have one point at the end of the season without any hope whatsoever. The, the big thing is, we've discussed on here the, the kind of radical change that we're talking about, Kevin. We're talking about um, a, a complete change in structure. We're talking about the the whole process of bringing in new players. The, the recruitment over the last several seasons has been appalling. I mean, we, we keep hearing about the successful signings of bringing you know, players in for a couple of million quid and making a huge profit on them. We've squandered the profits. We've actually squandered the profits. We got £9 million for Brennan Rogers, which should have been invested and another manager to continue with the, the kind of standards um, and the practices that had been put in place by the outgoing Rogers. and what did we do? That, that's been squandered as well. You know, it, it's at a point now where change has to happen right now because between now and the rest of the season, if you honestly want to limp on with uh, Lenny Ball, 
which is just chaos. And I think we've already come to that definition, Kevin, that Laney Ball is chaotic. If you want to limp on with that, you're, you are going to see a huge downfall in season ticket renewals. And, and that must be at the forefront of Dermot Desmond's mind um, right now. Uh, you're talking about a Zoom call. I'm not kidding. This has to happen. Now, we were saying this months ago, Kevin. You know, we were saying it months ago. We were on the bulletin looking at Sky Sports for breaking news. And they've ignored it. They've ignored it to the point where the season is gone. It's unsalvageable. So they need to start putting a plan in place. Otherwise, fans will be very reluctant to renew their season tickets in the droves. You know, go and buy the kind of uh, the fallout that I'm seeing on social media from people that I know from audience members on this podcast. So, Kevin, um, th- this change that is needed, this change in manager, talk us through some of the kind of the information that has been passed around from various sources over the last twenty four hours. The various sources over the past twenty four hours is that, De- that Desmond's had enough. The, the reviews already been done, just that nobody in Celtic Park actually knows the reviews been done yet. Um, there will be changes at boardroom level, and there will also be changes in the dugout. Uh, the changes at boardroom level probably didn't go far enough for me. Uh, what they're actually, what, what they're look, uh, the changes. The CEO needs removed. The, the clubs went stale under his watch. It's absolutely collapsed under his watch this season. So we need change at, at that direction. We need new blood. It's just not the, 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 the whole structure behind Celtic needs changed. There's guys who have been there for years and years and they've got lazy. There's guys that work for Celtic who would actively not be near Celtic Park if they didn't work at Celtic. They would actively, they would actively, they would actively be cheering against Celtic if they didn't work at Celtic Park. And these guys' cushy numbers has now got to come to an end. And that's in every department of the football club. There's, there's a lot of... I mean, we, we know that Wall, we, we've, we've been told that, that Peter Wall is a, a sort of micromanagement type guy. But there's a lot of guys. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. A lot of guys and girls in cushy numbers there who have got an active dislike of us and as a, as a support. Mm-hmm. Our head of security, Ronnie Hordfone, absolutely hates us as a support. He, de- he despises us. He tried to... He tried to I'm not, I'm not going to go there because that's probably legal. Legal. <laughs> we could get lawyers involved if I actually keep them going there. Um, but but there's, there's folk there that needs an utter change in the back as well. There's need an utter change from top to bottom. And hopefully Desmond's the man to actually bring it out. And if that means it's going to be one of his relatives, that means it's going to be one of his relatives that's going to come in. We're not we're not going to we're not going to get the change that the Celtic Trust want. We need to get a change. We we need to get a change with the guy who can make the change, and only guy who can make that change is uh, is a Dermot Desmond. We also need a change in the football department, which means is bringing in a guy who's the highest paid 
guy, a highest paid person on the football side to oversee everything, oversee changes from top to bottom. We need an, and we need a clear vision of where we're going within the next five years. Not just in the next five months, in the next five years. Our next manager has to make a statement of where we're going in the next five years because the ingredients are still there. It's only the coaching staff's fault that we've chose to actually go to drive-throughs rather than make uh, rather than make uh, gourmet meals. That's where we are, Kevin. And I think that you know the the big changes that you're talking about at the higher levels of the club, they do need to be made. But the club will be well aware. I say the club. What I mean is uh, the main, uh, you know, the, the the main backer of the club. Um, the man with the most power at the club, Dermot Desmond, will be well aware that without a huge, um, you know, sale of season tickets, and when are they going to come in and ask us to buy them in six weeks? What's going to happen in the next six weeks that are going to, um, you know, turn around the mindset, the state of mind of many fans who are demanding change and who have said that they're going to withhold any kind of money to their club, and that involves merchandise, uh, but mainly the season tickets, because that, that is the biggest. That really is um, the biggest proportion of income that that club's going to get. Now, you and I were criticised for saying that it could drop to as little as 30,000 from, where are we now, 53, 54,000 season tickets, Kevin? I think that's a real possibility, unless the, the big, big changes are made. Now, you've got to start off with trying to salvage what we've got. You look at that squad, what was the three words I used? Fat, lazy and arrogant. Maybe fat was a bit harsh. What I meant was bloated. You know, everything seems to be bloated, Kevin. And I'm talking about bloated egos, bloated squad numbers, bloated um, wages for players who don't play. You know, I was watching Tom Rogic there. I'm going to pinpoint Tom Rogic because he's just, he's become a myth. He's become an absolute myth, you know, and for somebody that's on more than 20 grand a week, for that guy just to, you know, saunter about the pitch, he should be a role model for all these young kids coming in. And he's not been in the last couple of days. It's, you know, you're going to just say it's just an unfortunate body language. He's not shown anything. In the first five minutes of the game, Kev, the ball was up there in the air for him to win. And he didn't even, you could have got a £5 note under his studs. He didn't even jump. First five minutes of the game. And I looked at that and I thought, well, he doesn't fancy this. But when was the last time he did? You know, we've seen a couple of wee flashes from Tom Rogic, one against Aberdeen, one in Europe. That's all we've got for that kind of money. So we should have been, in the first 15 days of the season, trying to offload players like him and Encham and trying to do something with these loan deals for El Yunusi and Duffy and even Luxalt. Because you know what? 60 odd grand a week to that that trio of loan deals seriously that's hemorrhaging cash and the ca- the cash cow um, that, that the club has is based on season ticket sales Kevin now at this moment in time I'm not alone and obviously you you've been watching Celtic in five decades I believe is it uh, and you're already saying that you know you're considering at this moment in time as it stands not renewing your season ticket there are plenty um, who are thinking exactly the same way so as a fan base what on earth are we meant to do come Monday morning just do the 12.30 bulletin and look back on the Livy game and look forward to the next Livy game the issues that we have at Celtic Park are far far greater you know but some some people build bizarrely enough, think that they should sack the pods, not sack the board. I find that absurd. It's absurd. I'm, I'm willing to be sacked because I don't think I've done a, a match this season that we've actually won. 
maybe earlier on in the season, I think I've done the Hibs one, that was down at the studio. Um, there's a guy here in the comments, I'm just going to go to the comments now, Clashman Numpty, cheering against Celtic, gives a break, Kevin. Well, Clashman Numpty, you didn't ken who works behind the scenes at Celtic. You, 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 you haven't got a clue. You clearly, you clearly don't. <laughs> you clearly don't have a clue. Um where, where do we go from here? I mean, we, we're often told to support the team, get behind the team, faithful through and through, you'll never walk alone. Uh, something inside so strong. There you go, I've hit every cliche that I wanted to hit there. Why does the club not come out and support the supporters for once? Mm-hmm. The club need to come out and support the supporters for once. And by that, it's show... Uh, and by that, I'm not actually 100% sure how they can do that, but they pay guys thousands and thousands of pounds. How do they come out and support the support for once? We've shown unprecedented support this season, uh, paying, as you say, 56,000 season tickets, and Nenias are going to get in this season. Thank God Nenias are going to get in this season, because it would have been absolute toxic if we were watching that. We wouldn't be in this position, actually, if Celtic fans were in the stadium this year, because it wouldn't have lasted this long. Uh, how, do you support, how do you support the support? Well, they're going about additional value for the season tickets this year. You need to come out and give some massive, massive additional value for season tickets next year for us to roll up. Even appointing uh, a top quality manager or somebody that's a big name, somebody that's an attractive name, might not be enough for some. It's financial for some. It is going to be. It's going to be a financial consideration for some. So what I would call for Dermot Desmond to actually do is go into his big, massive, deep pockets and support the support. Kevin, will it happen? Because again, I mean, these aren't things that have just come to light since Dubai on a Celtic state of mind. I mean, we've got commenters and obviously because of the situation, we've got a lot more people wanting to vent. We've got people who come on to every single broadcast and we've been saying this for months, Kev. So is the time now? I mean, do we stay on this broadcast until we see the breaking news coming along or is it business as usual? Because the contempt that they've shown for Celtic supporters so far would suggest that nothing even yet after this latest shambles, nothing is going to happen. How long do you think they can leave this? Do they have something already set up as some of the rumours would have suggested? And by the way, you know, when it comes to WhatsApp, sharing WhatsApp messages and screenshots, Kevin, and all that kind of stuff, I never ever mention any of that on Axel. I get loads of them, as does I'm sure most of you. Um, but people say, all you deal in is, is gossip and rumour. Well, actually it's not, because what happens over the three and a half years and prior to that, when you're working on various other Celtic projects, is you build up a network of contacts, and you also um, you actually build up and utilise a, a number of people, I wouldn't like to call them sources, people who are closer to the club and people who have information from within the club uh, sometimes that can be abused and that's where we see team lines and all that kind of stuff Kevin but I've got some great information coming in and to be honest with you I hope it's true I hope that we get uh, a change and we get that change I mean, I'm going to say immediately. What is immediately? Within the next 24 hours, um, will we have to do an emergency uh, impromptu broadcast tomorrow, Kevin, on a Sunday? Because we weren't planning to. Um, Do you think, I mean, Neil Lennon is due to come back on Monday. Do you think it's best that the decision is made and he doesn't come back? And we start from that point. And I know there's bigger issues beyond the actual playing side of things. But there's a lot of fans out there who are demanding change but a lot of that is due to what we're actually seeing on the pitch 
as well as all the multitude of issues um, of the inept decisions that have been made at various levels of the club. So making that change, bringing in someone who, you know, is he a Hollywood manager? Is he an elite manager? Or is he just a better manager who knows how to set up a team and who has tactics and who has a game plan, Kevin, and who's able to develop players? Over the last two games, the boy, what's his name, Martindale in charge of, Le- in charge of Levy, has pro- proven himself to be a better manager than Neil Lennon. That te- his team today were, were actually set up very, very well. They, they, they develop, they, they make sure the game goes into chaos, but there's a purpose in their chaos. They pick up the setting balls, they work for each other. It's uh, Look, we need somebody to come in and actually give us a bit of hope through now to the end of the season. The club need to come out and show some leadership here and some purpose for now to the end of the season. And, and I mean, I've been talking about there's been, a lack, there's been a lack of leadership at this club for years. As you said, Paul, for three years I've been mentioning it. So I'm just not mentioning it now, the, the, the fact that everything's went tits up. I'm not just mentioning it now. I would still be mentioning it if we, if we, if we were like... I would still be mentioning that if we were 22 points clear that this club needs to change. And now's the time for change. The time, the time for change has been there for months. We're now far too late. This season can't be saved. This season's a washout. We, we, we now need to move on to next season. Now, if that is indeed the case, and there's loads, of, loads and loads of comments coming through saying that we need to, we actually need to announce the, the removal of Neil Lennon um, now, you know, in the next hour. If that is the case, Kevin, what do we do? Do we have something already lined up? Have we been t- talking to one of the managers who seems to be in the running? Now, we've all seen the odds. Martin O'Neill, Roy Keane, Jack Ross, Eddie Howe. They seem to be up there in terms of betting companies and the odds, Kevin. So, of those four, would you take any of them? I can't see us going for Jack Ross because the last two appointments that we have actually made have been with unemployed managers, of which the other three certainly are in that category. I don't want Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane. Uh, personally, that would leave one. Eddie Howe, would you appoint him? With Eddie Howe, you've got you've got to give... Look, I've always said that we'll maybe go for Jack Ross, but I'm now I'm out of the opinion that we're too far down the road. <laughs> where I think people would have maybe accepted Jack Ross far earlier than, than when this decision is going to get made. I think that, I think there's got to be a statement decision. The, ne- the, 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 the next statement we've got to make, the next appointment that we've got to make has got to show where we're going in the next five to ten years. Would Eddie Howe do that? Eddie Howe would come in with a remit, a pro- it would be a project it would be to develop a side, a successful side. I mean, you look, you look at Brendan Rodgers' Celtic, what he brought in was professionalism. When he brought in that professionalism, that brought success. We need that back. We need a, we need a quote. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, 
then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. And our setup that's going to bring that back. We need to get we need to get money worth money's worth out of our two million pound a year, two million pound plus a year that we spend on Lennox Town. We need to bring that. We need to actually use that facility because we're in that, that we're in the absolute mess, which is Brexit. So this going to Europe to get an Ismail Sorrow or a Patrick Kamala is not going to work. I do believe that, that the ingredients are there in that squad for a, a decent coaching staff to come in and get a tune out of them. The guitar's there. We just need it to be strong. I like that. Did you just come up with that? Otis B. Driftwood. Kevin, they're, they're flowing. They're flowing are the analogies. Next season starts now. That's the whole point. If we want to obviously go into these qualifiers in the pre-season, Kevin, we need to start now. We need to have someone coming in and assessing the squad that we have. You think that the guitar there is there and we need someone to come and strum on it. Um, I think, you know, you look at that squad of players, it needs a bit of an overhaul. I think there's a lot uh, of bloating in that squad. There's plenty of players who could you know, move on. Uh, but again, where we are in, in terms of the January transfer window, how much business is going to be done between now and the end of the month? Um, you bring in a manager, he might say, well, I wanted to keep that player. So the, the first step in the recovery is you bring in the management team. At a club the size of Celtic, you would hope that that eventuality has already been considered some time ago. They were talking about a January review. Surely during that period, they've been sounding out various coaches and managers, uh, teams who have um, shown an interest in the Celtic job, Kevin. Maybe they were planning for that to be at the end of the season. This club can't afford that now. This needs to be done as a first stage of the recovery. Um, now, the charm offensive, some people said that Wednesday's apology or full apology was the first stage of a charm offensive um, it, it went down like a lead balloon you know so what we need to do now is we need to start making the changes to start planning for next season but the club know this Dermot Desmond knows this I mean you made the point that the season ticket sales could hit a low of 30,000 do you still think at this stage in six weeks time if nothing changes that will be the case if nothing changes in six weeks' time, you'll have people cancelling direct debits. There's guys still pay, pay, paying for this season season tickets because they'll be on the, the, the instalment plan. They're still paying for a product that they're not going to get. But they, they're still paying for a product that they're not going to get next season. If you... If there's no change when those renewals come through the door, then you're talking about you'll be sitting at 26, 27,000. You'll be talking about the hardcore who are not going anywhere and who have the disposable income to actually not bother that there's going to be 500 pounds. Um, that there's going to be 500 pounds coming out of their bank account at the end of May. Kevin, I'm going to throw this one over to you. This is uh, a point being made by Clashman Numpty. 
uh, on YouTube. I'm not sure if it's part of a wider conversation within the chat group because we have literally hundreds of comments coming through as we speak. But let's pick up on this. You didn't mention it last year. If it's been ongoing for a considerable time, why no mention of it? Clashman Numpty, a Celtic state of mind, has been producing podcasts for three and a half years, actually over three and a half years. We've been doing live broadcasts since August. Kevin Graham, I'll throw it to you. Have these issues been mentioned on this podcast? Yes, numerous occasions. Numerous occasions. Anybody that knows me will know for the for the last seven or eight years, I've been raising the issues with the club. I've been raising that the club is an utter shambles from top to bottom. I've been raising that the admin side of the club is utter shambles from top to bottom. There's nepotism. It's job for the boys. And if a new CEO comes in, there'll be a lot of people fearing for their jobs at Celtic Football Club, not just on the football side. No, you're absolutely right, because there are people who are very comfortable within certain positions uh, within the club. And, you know, any kind of shake-up, Kevin, would involve a lot of departures, uh, a lot of new figures coming in. That's always what happens. I can't see that happening before the end of the season. Absolutely not. But what we need to start doing is we do really need to start building. um, And we need to bring in a management team who are able to utilise what is a huge squad a bloated squad, I would suggest, um, of talent uh, and to be able to actually give us some kind of hope um, and start to familiarise themselves with the squad so that we can go into next season because the last thing that you want is for any kind of superiority. You know, the pendulum of power has, you know, swung in the other direction at the moment. How long will it be there? I've said in the past, in between the three nine in a rows that have uh, happened in Scotland, the longest anyone has dominated Scottish football has been for three seasons. Are we entering a period like that? Can Dermot Desmond really foresee that that is acceptable? I don't think so. So change has to be made. Uh, People are asking, what are the rumours? Well, the rumours are that Eddie Howe's lined up for the job. That's the rumours, and they've come from various sources. So the question would be, is that something that Celtic supporters would be um, satisfied with? And if so, would you want it to happen right now? Kevin, over to you. Again, it's a ripping up and starting again because everything that Brendan Rodgers left, everything that Ronnie Dial and Brendan Rodgers left has now been ripped up and, and thrown out the window. It's, li- it's, it's waiting on his line and a skip in the front garden on the Celtic way. And it's going to take time to rebuild that. Uh, there is... And, and these guys, look, Eddie Howe, if he, if he came to Celtic, we'll be looking to go back to England. The first, not the first opportunity he gets. There I go right away. I'm being negative. Eddie Howe's going to come up here and hopefully build a reputation for himself if he does come. Um, is that going to be big enough for Celtic fans? I don't know if it's going to be big enough. You already see it. There's Barry Lord saying there's too many shades of Mowbray for me. I think it's all about the culture you install at the club. I think that's been seen. I think that's seen at Ibrox. If you, I think that's was seen when Brendan Rodgers at Celtic. If you install a Premiership culture at a big enough club, then you, you reap the rewards. A hard work culture, a culture of professionalism, a culture of respect. I don't think that's there. I think that's disappeared. Why? Right, we won a quadruple treble. We did win a quadruple treble. But if you get dry rot in your ceiling, if you get dry in your in your roof, your roof doesn't collapse right away. It it's happens over a period of time. And now that's what we've seen with Neil Lennon. 
and the coaching staff at Celtic. We've seen we've seen the, the, the standards being eroded to such a state that we're 21 points behind Rangers. We're, we're, out, we're out the league. We're out the, the, league, the league race by January. And we've got no hope for the future at this precise moment in time. Out of the league title by the 2nd of January, by the way. Um, now, no, Kev, actually, you know, you, you've become famous, stroke infamous for your analogies, but I like that. The fact that, yes, the, the rot set in a long time ago and people say, well, you're only seeing it now. No, listen back, there's 420 episodes and Kevin Graham was shot down time and time again, not just by some of the people listening, Kev, it's safe to say, but some of the people who were actually on the podcast with you, you know, when you have this unprecedented, period of domination and someone's reminding you that the recruitment's rubbish and the way that we, we deal with the, the fans is rubbish and that kind of thing people don't want to hear it Kevin and I've said before success does mask a, a million deficiencies and that, that seems to have been um, a lot of the, the issues but what's happened this season is all of the issues that you have gone over have unravelled you know, because what, what previously has happened is we've always been strong enough on the park and financially, if the, uh, what were the product on the park's not good enough financially to, to strengthen that, um, in any transfer window to win the league. Um, to dominate Scottish football to win trebles now there's a challenge we've been hit by injury we've been hit by Covid but what Celtic need to do what the, the small hardcore I think now the minority who can't see this need to do is realise that this has been Celtic's doing Kevin so you take all the mitigating circumstances into account of course you do but Celtic have been the architects of our own downfall and that, that has started some time ago, but it's unravelling now. Um, so again, uh, I would reiterate the Eddie Howe thing. I want to know what the Celtic support feel. If that is what we've been doing in the background, lining up a manager um, who, you know, he's got a reputation down south. Kevin, what you were saying there, he's lining himself up for the next manager's job in England. Well, you know, when he comes in here, there's a challenge. Because what he needs to do is he needs to win the league. The minute you win the league, Eddie Howe will fancy a shot at the Champions League. You know, so th- there's always going to be that. There might also be that opportunity to play Champions League football next season in his first uh, year in charge. So the Celtic board need to already um, look at things such as Jungle Lion is bringing up. What about the Irish supporters who pay massive money? massive money and, and get this absolutely the dedication from the Irish fan base is, is quite incredible and there's been a lot of talk about um, contemptuous kind of approach towards the fan base Kevin um, that can't last any longer because when it comes round to renewal time that's when the real businessmen realise that changes have to be, ha- be made they can't wait six weeks to make that that has to happen now I'm not saying that I'm not going to renew my season ticket. I'm not saying that whatsoever. What I'm saying is, if they asked me just now, would you renew? I, w- I, w- I would say probably not. But you've got time to actually sort this out. You've, you have got time to sort this out. Why would I even think about giving another £600 next season when nothing's changed? Why would anybody in their right mind even think about that? And and this has been this has been puzzling me for this has been bugging me for years and years, the way that we're treated as a support, the contempt that we're treated as as a support, and and it's something this is just not they can't kind of keep on getting free hits at us. They can't kind of just keep on getting free hits at thousands of guys that are willing to, thousands of guys and uh, girls who are willing to stump up hundreds and thousands of pounds every year. 
to get a free hit just because it's in our heart, it's in our soul. They just can't. They just cannot keep on going, thinking that this cash cow is just got always going to be there. Because unfortunately, in this modern day and in, mo- in the modern game, money talks, and it's the only currency that we have. John Mullen, why is Eddie Howe out of a job? Probably for the same reason that our last two managerial appointments were out of a job, you know. That, that's what happens in football. Brennan Rogers was out of a job, Kevin, and people regard him as an elite manager. Elite managers are out of jobs um, regularly. Pochettino was just announced as a PSG manager. He was out of a job. They're out of a job mainly for the same reason. It's a results-run business. It doesn't make them a bad manager overnight, though, Kev. No, definitely not. And I think sometimes with managers, they they have a certain time at a club, then things stop working for them. And it's just managers have a shelf life. Mm-hmm. It's the same anyway. Managers have a shelf life. If you look at what how done with Bournemouth, he got to a point last. He got to a point where, well, what he, what he was doing wasn't working at, at, at Bournemouth, and. As far as I'm aware, somebody can maybe correct me in the, in the, the comments with us. I'm sure the Bournemouth uh, owners wanted him to try and get them back up, and he says no. He says it was time for him to leave. And for me, that, that that's a value of somebody who knows when they're tired. That's a value of a man when they actually can stick their hand up and admit why it's wrong, and they've got it wrong, and they move on. No, you're right. They, they do have a shelf life, and I think that much is clear. Um, even you know the, the staleness really of the last uh, period of Rodgers' time at Celtic. You look back fondly on everything he achieved, um, and it's not rewriting history. It's not revisionism, Kevin. But things were starting to get stale there, um, and I think that there is a shelf life for managers. I think managers realise that um, as well. I mean, look at Mourinho. Look at his career. The way that um, you know, at one point he was one of the most sought after managers in European football. If he loses his job tomorrow, he's still will be one of the most sought after managers in European football. It doesn't mean to say that it's worked at every club that he's been at. There's a great point coming through uh, from IH Decorating. Eddie Howe took a League One side to the EPL and kept him in the world's most lauded league for five years and folk are saying, what has he done? Give me a break. Absolutely. You can't just focus on you know, the, his time at Burnley. You just can't focus on that. You've got to look at the the whole... Um, I mean, otherwise, you could say, you know, Brennan Rodgers went to Liverpool and he was a failure because he never won anything. And that was before he came to Celtic, Kevin. How, how many unhappy Celtic fans were they the day that uh, Brennan Rodgers was announced as a manager? I know. And I, I, this thing with what has he won, as IH decorating quite rightly points out, he took Bournemouth with average attendances 11,000 into the Premier League mm-hmm. yes, yes they had a budget which they, they had a multi-billionaire owner but we've got a multi-billionaire owner as well and that's what I'm saying it's time It's time for somebody like Dermot Desmond to stand up and support the support now, there's loads of people coming in talking about uh, various names around about the Celtic job. And uh, Mark Hughes' name, Kevin, has come up time and time again. Uh, Mark Hughes was kind enough to send us a, a message of support, wasn't he, over the quadruple treble charity weekender. Um, and so Lee Jones is coming in to say you can have Mark Hughes, and that's a fact. There are managers out there, aren't there? I mean, you're looking at um, the current setup, you're looking at the, the way we play today. 
Um, have we played a lot worse this season? That's been one of the worst performances, but we've been poor all season, Kevin, under the, the stewardship of the current setup of Strachan and Kennedy and Lennon. Would a managerial setup, in, including Mark Hughes and his coach Mark Bone, be better? than what we have already, I would suggest yes. There's there's certain names that come in all the time and I wonder why. I mean, Roy Keane, Roy Keane's name's popped up a few times in the comments and no disrespect to anyone who's suggesting Roy Keane. Roy Keane has managed 181 games in his life. The majority of them were outside of the top league in England. He's not won anything, Kevin, but because he played with Celtic, he's Irish, people think he's a motivator. Is he? Is he a motivator? Does his approach work in the modern day? I think he's a very, very good pundit. He's good to listen to, and that should be where he stays. But when when we start talking about some of these names, Eddie Howe, straight away, loads of people are on it. I think IH Decorate made a great point there. But then loads of people are, are saying, no, no chance. What's he done? Look at his time at Burnley. He can't do it outside of Bournemouth. We're looking at a setup at the moment that is an absolute shambles in terms of the managerial side of the Celtic Football Club, Kevin. People have made um, comparisons to the John Band season. That was two games ago. I, w- I would be very interested to see the comparison now, where we are compared to the John Band season. Because I-, I would guess, and if someone's out there with the stats at their fingertips, I would guess that we're worse off than what John Band's team was at this stage of the season. We probably would be, but the, the fact is that there hasn't been a there hasn't been a headline headline defeat. I thought Sparta Prague was a headline defeat, right enough. Ross County, even though they're in the same league, they're at, they were at the bottom of the league. Yeah, Ross County was a headline defeat. I says, and you can go back to the Monday when me and Russell were on after the cup final. It was the end then, and I says to my dad when Lee Griffiths scored to put us 3-2 up in the Scottish Cup final, I says, it doesn't matter what happens, this has got to end tomorrow. This mm-hmm. is the end, we've got to move on, the chapter's got the chapter's got to go move on. Look, anybody, Brendan Rodgers, Stephen Gerrard, Michael Beale have shown what you can do with a limited group of, a limited group of players when you bring in Premiership standards. Eddie Howe will bring in those Premiership standards. And that's the starting point for us. That has to, we have to go back to that. We've that had that discussion, Kevin, haven't we, when we're talking about Brennan Rogers, Jim Orr, who joins us on a Friday. Jim Orr's a playwright, and he, he tends to give me food for thought, I would suggest, Kevin. That's why it's good to have different views on the show. That's why we have, of a week, 11 different pundits airing their views, and then we bring in as many commenters as possible um, to shoot them down or agree or give us fresh ideas. And what Jim Orr asked the question, he just asked the question, he keeps saying, he said, Paul, you keep calling Brennan Rogers an elite manager. What is an elite manager? Well, that's the reason I'm saying Premiership standards because it got yeah. me thinking as well. It yep. got me. It got me thinking as well. Stephen Gerrard's not an elite manager. Michael Beale was maybe an elite coach, but what they done is they dragged the standards of the football club up to a Premiership level, up to a level where they haven't been before. What Neil Lennon, John Kennedy, and Gavin Stratton have done with Celtic is dragged them back down. There was a guy who writes on the guy who writes for when Saturday comes. And I used to get annoyed with this when he says Celtic are in a steady, mis- uh, are in a mismanaged, no, they're in a managed decline. And that's perfectly true. We have been in a managed decline since we appointed Neil Lennon and the Chillers. Yeah, we have. And I still don't think that happened in the shower. 
Yeah, and, I, 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 and I also don't believe for a moment that uh, you know Peter Lowell didn't look at those applications. I think that uh, his first choice at that time, as far as I'm aware, um, there was ongoing discussions and negotiations with a first cho- first choice when Neil Lennon was appointed second time round. They got so far and so go so far in the process that Celtic uh, believed that we would get that first choice, and it broke down um, at the very very end, Kevin. So yes, it was a knee jerk, and yes, we had to put Lennon in charge. But I think what Neil, uh, Peter Lowell then did was to try and show by a, a couple of different comments that that Lenny was always his man. So he said, you know, we had all these applications we didn't even look at them and that's back in the manager that he's just appointed that's what I believe happened Look it maybe suits the narrative for us to actually say that the only man that Peter Law wanted to get the job was Neil Lennon he didn't want anybody with any sort of clout coming back in and if we're going to appoint, uh, if we're going to appoint somebody like Eddie Howe and we're changing chief executive, then I really hope that the incoming chief executive has had an input into that appointment because they've got to get on. They, they've got to they've got to work. Or either that the CEO remit's going to change. So Kevin, uh, we have just watched yet another uninspiring display by the quadruple treble nine in a row winning Celtic sides. I've got to get that wee positive in there. Uh, change is required. Change is required. I'm going to ask you a couple of uh, quick questions. Will we see it in the next 24 hours? No, I think we'll see it before the end of the week. We will see change. Where is that change going to happen? Because you know what? When it comes to transfers, I can understand why the club's not going to do any business. Why would you bring in players that a new manager may not have identified and may not want um, and just add even more money to that wage bill? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see change in the dugout and I think that'll be the only change that we'll see between now and the end of January Change in the dugout would it just be a manager or an entire management stroke coaching side and if so, surely that's where we would be best to make that investment rather than bringing in any new players There will only be a change of manager and there will be a interim manager until we can appoint whoever it is we're going to appoint. Internal manager, internally? An internal an internal promotion? An internal promotion. So you reckon by the end of the week, John Kennedy is going to be in charge? Yes. Yeah, right. Stephen Gallagher wishes Martin O'Neill would make it second time round, Paul. Um, again, it's all about opinion, Stephen. I think that uh, you look at his last managerial appointment at club level as well, it's some time ago. Um, I also look at his age, and I'm not being ageist here, Kevin, but he's touching 70, isn't he, Martin O'Neill? Um, and I just think that a position of maybe a director of football would have been better. I think Celtic missed a trick by maybe sending in reinforcements earlier in the season. They didn't. Uh, I think that, that ship has is, is sailed. What do you reckon? It definitely has sailed. I, I don't want us to go back. Uh, you have a look at it. We went back to Neil Lennon and it's been, it's been this season has been a disaster. It hasn't all been a disaster, but can I say that? But this season's been a disaster. So I don't want Martin O'Neill to tarnish his legacy of one little bit. You look, O'Neill, O'Neill's has got a style and a brand of football now which is very not in keeping with the modern game that was why he's probably left his, that was why he left the Nottingham Forest job the, the players didn't like him and Keane 
basically that was, that's the bottom line. They didn't like the way him and Keane were setting up the side or doing training and, and, and that. So I wouldn't like to see Martin O'Neill coming back. I don't want to see Gordon Stratton coming back. I, I, I want to see us shooting for the future. Kevin, we don't do this to be shock jocks. We do it because we want what's best for Celtic Football Club. There's no blind faith. We, we have been saying it for months. We need change. And I think a lot of other Celtic fans agree with that. Uh, we normally go for half an hour after a game, Kev. But, uh, you know, we had to really give that a wee bit more time and get as many people involved as we possibly could. Uh, you know, we're sitting at 3,500 live viewers right now. We could continue to talk about this all night long, Kevin. Um, but what we will do is we'll call a halt on it just now. I think what I'll also do is I'll take my laptop home in case I need to go back online if any announcement is made between now and Monday. But if not, we will be back at 12.30 on Monday. All that's left for me to say as well is thanking everybody for getting involved because I really do appreciate it. It's Thank you, Kevin Graham, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.